Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change on a Tuesday. Those of you looking at the screen on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook might think it's Thursday from a couple years ago because he's here. The Fong, Steve Wolfong, 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting, is slumming it back at Bucknuts. I'd like to think some of his podcast roots were here, and now he's a major star. All of you see Wilt Fong's whip around, whipped around the site and uh, the network. He is becoming the face of the franchise. We can only be thankful that he has come back to the Midwest and let us. This hang is a out. hell of an introduction. I got it. I got it <laughs> here. This, he's a star, people. Um, I need you to do my eulogy, which hopefully isn't soon. No, no, no. He's he's here and he's ready. We're going to take a bunch of questions today. Um, we are towards the end of the class of 2023 recruiting cycle, obviously. Still some huge events to come. Obviously, the Notre Dame game to start the year will be huge. For those of you that have not been around for over a decade, Steve used to be when we first sucked up, he was the man covering Notre Dame for a site on another network back in the day until we brokered the most important deal of all time, clearly. So we will get into that. But, Steve, how goes it now that you're a national star of Wolf Fong's Whip Around? Well, it's a very – not many people watch it. It's just very mediocre programming at best. Um but Daniel, excited to be back on the Bucknuts Morning Five. There's no better show on the podcast network than the Bucknuts Morning Five. Naturally, if you're tuned in, you want the weather report. It's bright and oh, sunny, yeah. and we are sending it down I-70. We're in the Indianapolis suburbs, and we're sending it down I-70 through Dayton all the way to Columbus. Nothing but sunshine today. Driving, you know, it's a big youth sport day at the Wilt Fong House as it is every day. Got soccer practice for one, uh, baseball and flag football practice for the other. So that's what that's how the Wilt Fong. So let's break that down. You have two sons, one who is. I got an uh, eight year old and a five year old. And really, the mission is just to tire their asses out throughout the day. So at night they go to bed and you actually get to spend some adult time with your wife. And, and uh, hang out with her for a little bit before it's time for us to go to bed and and, 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 re- and redo it the next day. What's funny is Steve has had to hear me talk about my sons and stuff and sports for a long time. And 
I think claimed that he was just going to be the most mature dad there is and not be that into it. And anyone who has any access to his social media knows he's very much into it, which is awesome. All right. We're going to talk about recruiting here today, and we're going to let you people drive the show. Let's start with some low-hanging fruit. Daryl Lee Mans, you had this last week. Keon Keeley, long-time commitment to Notre Dame. I believe he's out of the Tampa area. Andrew Ivins had some good stuff on him when he was on. He did. Uh, he was committed to Notre Dame for about 14 months, which is a while. Everyone thought he'd flip. He did. Uh, excuse me decommit and he did Alabama you did a whip around and, and basically crystal ball him immediately how much hope should Ohio State hold out or should we move on well that's a current pulse pick but if you if you followed along for the 10 years I you know I do sometimes change those picks as the intel changes um, I think Alabama he's been there a couple times um, before he reopened the process uh, but Ohio State's in this you know it's a school that he's been intrigued by for a long time. It's hard to focus with all these uh, uh, kind messages. I really appreciate y'all dropping these notes in here. But yeah, I mean, Keon Keeley's always had Ohio State near the top of his list. You know, he's keeping in regular touch with uh, several Buckeyes commits. You know, Larry Johnson's track record at the position in Ohio State as a whole on and off the field, you know, I think are exciting for him. And I believe when he comes up for the Notre Dame game, that'll be his mom's first time on campus. So I think that that's something that uh, could be pivotal uh, in that recruitment. But Alabama, they've done a great job what their program stands for. Multiple visits to Tuscaloosa. Certainly they've uh, set the tone in, in, in that recruitment for Keon Keeley moving forward. And we'll see what happens with Ohio State. I think Florida's trying to chop wood and get in there and, you know, there's still contact with Notre Dame, but um, you know, obviously a tremendous opportunity for, for Keon to get up uh, to Columbus for what's going to be an awesome weekend uh, at Ohio State. I've been to a night game in Columbus before. Uh, there's, I don't know if I've been in a better college football atmosphere, and, and, and it's just a, it's going to be just a cool – it's going to be cool outside the stadium, all the buildup. Third uh, Street over there, and, and uh, um, it's Third Street, right? Hi. Huh? High Street, excuse me. I'm mixing up my college campuses. It's all right. Um, but uh, I knew that didn't sound right. But it's going to be rocking and rolling uh, all day there. He's going to be getting along with the Ohio State uh, recruits. And, uh, um, you know, we'll see what happens coming out of that visit. If I'm not mistaken, your first night game experience was for a Penn State game at Ohio State in which we hung out with Zeke's dad, a little bit and Ohio state just to Penn state to the cleaners. So definitely an enjoyable memory for both of us. And with each Ohio state score, it's like the crowd got even more suffocating. Yeah. Penn state was in the top 20 that day. Hackenberg was just a true freshman. Correct. Um, and it was the biggest win ever for Ohio state at home at one point. It, it wasn't 70 to 10, but that number jumps into my brain. It was just, it was my wife's first game too. So. Nowhere to go but down since then, although it's been pretty glorious. That was my second Ohio State game. We went to a day game the year before against Illinois, and I remember being pretty juiced up to see dot the eye. That was like my number one thing. I was like, we got to get our asses inside the shoe for dot the eye, no matter what pregame fun we are having, we are going to be inside for that. And it's worth it. It's one of those things that lives lives up to the hype. Very few things in life do. An Ohio State game, every facet of it, but dotting the I and all the pageantry is, it's incredible. All right. 
if she's not our top viewer, I don't know who is, Suzebo. And this is the question that I think is going to become the central recruiting question for Ohio State until we put this class to bed. And that is Mateo Uyungale out of California. Um, season got started. He's a great follow. His dad is a great follow on Twitter if you want to follow his recruitment um, and just his day-to-day. It's very cool. But this is going to be definitely a battle down to the end. Latest vibes uh, that I've read or heard from you and the Bill Curlick types are Oregon, USC, and Ohio State. I assume Alabama will essentially get another visit at some point, but where am I on that? Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, and that's been reported by Greg Biggins, the Alabama deal as well. Um, but Ohio State's done everything right to this point with Mateo. Um, they've impressed. They, they've built great relationship with him and the family. He's been to campus and, and loves what he's seen. And again, Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, the success that Larry Johnson's had with guys like them and, and, and Chase Young and uh, Ohio State. It, 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 from here, it's just about – you know, continuing to, to to build on the great foundation that you've already built in this recruitment, play well this fall, and, and, and then we'll see what happens on the other side when it's time for him to make his decision. Where do you see him as a player? Is he – I mean, he's one of those guys that's definitely going to get some uh, coverage because of his name. His older brother being the quarterback at Clemson was also a great high school player, but he stands on his own merit. He seems to be also emerging as a prospect as well. I think – there was some question whether it's going to be a tight end or a defensive end, and you think he's definitely headed for defensive end? Yeah, but that's the reason. That's what makes him so special. He's just a natural football player. When you watch him play on Friday nights, full games, and my damn near $300 cable package that I have every month, I, I can get those California games of the week with Greg Biggins, my colleague, um, in the call, in the booth. And, 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 you know, Mateo's team is on a few times a season. I mean, he's just a natural football player. He's an explosive physical pass rusher that when he's playing tight end, he can stretch the field and, and make one-handed grabs, um, you know, and then obviously he's tough to tackle uh, when he's got the football. And, and so he's got a high motor and uh, uh, just a physical specimen out there. And, uh, um, you know, again, Ohio State targeted him early, got him to campus early. It's been a battle. It's, it's been a royal rumble amongst the – college football elite for him and and right now Ohio State's tossing people out of the ring will they be the will they be the last program standing for him we will see okay we hit the 10 minute mark here we're going to take a quick break for those people listening to the podcast and pay some bills IXL learning is an online learning program for kids it covers math language arts science and social studies IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback backed by research kids using IXL are scoring higher on tests powered by advanced algorithms IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality rather than looking at multiple programs to help your child in different subjects one subscription gets you everything with IXL learning and all the kids in your home work off once site from pre-k to 12th grade if your child is struggling this is the smartest investment you can make one in four students in the u.s are learning with ixl ixl is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the u.s make an impact on your child's learning get ixl now and listeners can get an exclusive 20 percent off ixl membership when you sign up today at ixl.com slash ixlav visit ixl.com slash ixlav to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price and we are back. 
Here's my, it's very similar to the uh, JT Tuamola recruitment in terms of West Coast kid, tight end, defensive end, star, and really has the, you know, gravitas. He can run this up until signing day if he wanted to, and I think the door would be open to him at pretty much any program. So Absolutely. there you have it. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. This is the one I wanted to ask here. I guess we'll use this as a way to talk about Damon Wilson. We've talked about Mateo and Keon. Damon Wilson is the other defensive end on the radar. Uh, Jay, uh, your thoughts? Like, would I take – of the three, who would I take? Who do you think is most likely to be a Buckeye? Any any vibe? Today, you know, they're in the middle of it for all of them. They're all going to be back this fall. You know, so they have a great shot at all of them. Damon Wilson's going to be at the Notre Dame game. So you got the two electric pass rushers from the state of Florida coming up at the same time. And and uh, Damon's always had Ohio State high on his list as well. So the Buckeyes have been in the middle of that one. He's kind of a prospect that for some reason didn't get as many headlines as as some of the other names. But he is an, he is an explosive, powerful high, high, high upside edge rusher that is coveted by the best programs in the country. Uh, and and uh, um, Ohio State's in the middle of that one. And then certainly Keon Keeley uh, makes a living in the backfield, uh, just a dominant player that shines on the biggest stages. And, and, and then Mateo's played in big games for, for several years. Um, you know, we rank Keon as the number one edge rusher right now, but all three guys are, are special players and, and and when they get to a program like an Ohio State or an Alabama or wherever they choose to go the sky is the limit with with what those programs offer from an infrastructure standpoint and we can talk about this later but I'm not sure I've ever seen a season where more pundits have picked the same two teams to get to the final and everybody's picking Alabama to win it. If you look at the predictions across the board, it would be an absolute outlier if someone didn't pick Ohio State and Alabama to be in the natty and didn't pick Alabama to win it. So kind of a yin-yang for us there. All right, speaking of recruits, I think one could make a very strong argument that Dylan Rayola is the number one recruit in all of high school football right now. I may be slightly biased. If they were all in the same class, he's, of course, the class of 2024, the only verbal commitment Ohio State has, and number one overall player and quarterback in the class. If they were all in the same class, where would you rank Rayola with the 2023 quarterbacks? Well, he's just as talented as any of those guys in the 2023 class. I mean, he's physically as gifted as, you know, some of those guys, you know, Arch Manning is a big young man, six foot four, 220 pounds. I think people would be blown away by seeing Arch in, in person. Um, you know, Dylan Rayola is a, is a big young man himself yes. that, that um, he'll be physically ready to play college football next year. I mean, maybe he is now, but obviously you like another year and the hopper, he's going to get two more years. In, in, in the hopper to really fine tune his physical gifts. Um, I can't even believe what he's going to look like in two years. The thing yeah. about him that's so different, man, is that most of these guys who come through here that are legacies, and by the way, that's my thing. I'm weighing the legacies now. It feels like half the guys at least that Ohio State and Alabama are competing over are legacies. Anyway, well, the thing about his, his dad was a center. He was not a quarterback. So he's, he's solid, man. 
not only was his dad a center, but he was a center for like 13 years. And when you talk to some of his former teammates, they say he was the smartest football player they've ever been around. I believe they retired his number at Nebraska in college. You only get 99 numbers to hand out. So when you right retire on. one, it's, uh, you know, you start to limit yourself around there. And uh, so it wasn't what, like he had a glorious NFL career in terms of wins and loss. He stuck it out in Detroit for over a decade. So that's got to yeah. be one of the toughest dudes to walk the earth. If you, He's worth a Google search. He's no, a bad he, dude. I mean, but, but the see, there's also pictures. If you've seen Rayola next to Stroud right now, if you came from another planet and were asked who's older, you'd have trouble. The family is so impressive, though, just the way they're wired. I mean, Dylan Rayola didn't really even get a shot to play quarterback till he was in the eighth grade. And you people, put him on the line. They played him at other positions. And he, he almost gave up football and his parents just kind of just let things play out. They're not the overbearing parents to walk out on the field and fix things for their children. You know, their children are, navi- are navigating this themselves, you know, and uh, the older sister plays volleyball at TCU. Dylan's now the number one player in the country and, you know, their parent, the parents, you know, dad obviously played football at the highest level. Mom was a two sport college athlete at the University of Hawaii. They let their own kids figure it out themselves. I mean, certainly they support them and get them where they need to go. And uh, but they're not they could have interjected at some point and said, hey, give my son a shot at quarterback. But it worked itself out. Um, he got in. Himself- if you're a former NFL player and you marry a college athlete. Uh, you've done enough for your kids genetically that you can just let them handle it from there on out. I mean, the kid's a stud, man. I do like it. Are we going to get a guest appearance here? We're not. The door's shut. Okay. Um, you never know. You know we've gone close to the hilt when uh, someone needs their uh, egos. He already got his egos. Okay. Yeah. Was it was today an ego day? It was. Two egos, bowl of cereal, hard-boiled egg. My five-year-old gets down before he goes to yeah. daycare. The kid knows how to balance his carbs and his protein. He does. All right. Here's another good one we've been talking about. Will Smith, uh, son of the great late Buckeye, has been an absolute fixture at Ohio State this summer. Larry Johnson at one point in time had to tell him to stop working out at all of our camps and relax. He's an emerging prospect. One of those guys with, like, we go back to the legacy vibe. I think people originally think, oh, legacy from Dublin Kaufman but really has emerged and is a fine, fine prospect. Do you think it's possible that Will Smith Jr. will earn a fourth star? Yeah, we didn't answer the last question. So real quick, Rayola, okay. he'd be a five-star recruit in my mind uh, and, and be in that conversation as, as the number one overall player. Um, I, I would be on board with that. I don't know exactly what I would do. Wasn't prepared for that question. That's one you would have to sleep on, but he would be in the mix. Will Smith. Hey, anybody, you know, we're going to evaluate everybody's senior film. We got a, a three-man scouting team there of Cooper Patagna, Chris Singletary, and Gabe Brooks, and then certainly Alan True uh, in the Midwest. And, um, you know, but Will Smith also comes from great genetics, plays hard, good kid. Ohio State coveted him. You know, he's a guy that will certainly be watching, and, and, and he could potentially get a bump with a great senior year, obviously. Charles White, probably not the Heisman Trophy winner, Will OSU land another defensive tackle in this class to compliment Will Smith? I don't really see that happening as of right now. John Walker was obviously the one they 
supremely coveted. That didn't work out their way. Am I missing anything? Well, they got Kate and McDonald coming up for an official visit uh, for the Wisconsin game. So maybe, you know, they, his recruitment early on, I did like Ohio State. Clemson, Clemson has been trending there as of late. Um, maybe someone has a great senior year and, and they go down that road. But right now, um, I, there's not like a bunch of names I could point to and say, yeah, they have a great shot at this guy. But Ohio State is one of the best off-field recruiting departments in the country. They're going to be evaluating senior film of guys coast to coast. And if we turn around in November and there's a new name on the board that, that we're not even discussing right now, you shouldn't be surprised. And I would imagine it's because that young man is having a great senior season. Right. I know that's one thing we need to consider here is that these are kids and there are guys that are going to grow up and become big time prospects between their junior and senior year. And Ohio state's obviously going to be in the mix for that. Uh, here's one good question I wanted to ask you that's come up a bunch of times. Ohio State has taken some guff for a big you know, summer recruiting weekend where they had a ton of dudes there, and there's all this uh, chatter about did we um, spend enough time with each individual guy. Now you've got this Notre Dame game list with 100 dudes on it, including commitments. Is it too many guys? No. I mean, you're bringing in – you got – a night game, a top five battle against two of the top programs in the country at your own place where uh, for their season opener, the place is going to be on fire. You want prospects to come in and, and, and soak that in. And for Keon and, and Damon and, and, and some of the older guys, you've already built that relationship and that foundation with those kids. And you know, they certainly understand that Ohio State's trying to win a ball game, but if Ohio State wins, you want them to be part of that post-game locker room. You want them to see how electric the shoe is at night. And you want them to personally be there to watch Ohio State win the marquee game of week one in, in college football. Um, and, and if it's an official visit, you're going to still be able to build in some meetings with the staff on, on Sunday. And believe it or not, the coaches will have time in the day on Saturday. I know they're preparing for Notre Dame and and there will be a, a pregame routine that they will live by. But there's times where coaches are just sitting around in the locker room looking for stuff to do. And, you know, so that's always a time where coaches will FaceTime recruits and say, hey, thinking about you today, thinking about you today as we play so-and-so. Here, look, right. I'm on the field right now, you know. Um, and, and, and so they'll get a chance to get some time with, with uh, um, these players on campus and, and, and say, hey, this is what we're running tonight. Here's how you fit in in that. Pay attention to number so-and-so tonight. That's, you know, how we envision you or whatnot. You know, nah. it, it's, a, it's a win to have recruits be part of electric environments because then you want them to go somewhere else. And, say, you know, it's going to be hard to live up to what that's going to look like on, on Saturday. Because, it, like – like Ohio State Stadium is massive. I mean, there's not that many stadiums that that. No, it's an experience, man. Just the sound of it when you get on the ground there, the sound coming down on top of you is an experience in and of itself. That's the art of recruiting. I can remember 20 years ago when I first started doing this, I covered a kid who was coming down to Boston College and Florida, and the Florida coaches made a point to call him in the dorm room he was staying in in Boston College just to ask him how the weather was. And it was damn cold up there in Boston. All right. And Ohio, State's bring, Ohio State's bringing in, you know, K.J. Bolden, Sammy Brown, 
King Joseph Edwards for that game. Those are three of the top four players in Georgia. And Mike Matthews' dad told me they're looking into it as well. So those are four of the top 12 players in the country and the four best players in Georgia. Where do we stand for Sammy Brown? Well, we're just talking about that. Exactly. Perfect. I think that Ohio State is in the lead group. I would certainly like point to Clemson and Georgia and some of those schools that are more local. Uh, but he's coming back up to Ohio State, loves it. And, and again, it's going to have a great time and on a night game in the shoe. And you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I, maybe early in Raekwon McMillan's recruitment, no one was predicting Ohio State, but Ohio State got that done. So you, you take your shot and we'll see what happens. Sammy Brown is one of those guys. Caleb uh, Downs was my guy in his past class. The two sport athletes, Caleb, uh, excuse me, Sammy Brown won the 400 He's in his state. I'm just telling you, and I go, this is like one of my things, is the guys who run the 400, if you've ever done that, it's the hardest thing on earth to do, in my opinion, athletically, that I've ever tried. It's one of those things where you think you can run. There are guys who can sprint the entire 400. Those should be the guys who should all be Navy SEALs. So if it doesn't work out for Sammy Brown, he's got a future in the military because those guys are you, – you got to have a screw loose to be able to do that. Just like Caleb Downs was a left-handed pitcher, which is oh no, me, that was Justice Haynes. I'm sorry, um, incredible. But uh, all right, Steve, where are you headed this weekend? Let's finish up. Yeah, I'm gonna go see Dante Moore play. He's in town, Oregon commit. He's in playing in Indianapolis with Detroit King against Indianapolis Warren Central. There's literally no Ohio State storylines for that game. So let's just pivot to the Notre Dame game real quick. And then I'll go on this daycare run. Um, obviously, no one's really picking Notre Dame to beat Ohio State. They have not played well in these top five games since 1993. So it's been a while since they've won against an opponent that's been considered elite. Uh, but Notre Dame, in my opinion, is still one of the best programs in the country. They've been getting guys drafted. They've been in, they've been in two college football playoffs. They've been in several New Year's Six games. They they are in that realm of six to ten. And uh, um, your thoughts on Tyler Buckner? That's my real question. Yeah, don't know, right? You know, our sample size of Tyler Buckner is this: they played him last year, and they would never throw the football with him. He was a straight run the ball, keep you on script offensively, second and second and short, third and short guy, so you can call the plays you want to play or, or call the plays you want to run to, to stay on script. Then he plays against Virginia Tech. Uh, uh, I don't remember if they 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 benched Jack Cohn or whatever, but he plays against plays against Virginia Tech. Awesome in the first half, not not awesome in the second half. Uh, his his level of competition in high school uh, when he had a big junior year was some of the worst competition in America, uh, but he's athletic. Um, he's flashed at Notre Dame. They're excited about him around there. So we'll see. Uh, um, you know, uh, the thing about Notre Dame is they're going to have a good offensive line. Their defense is incredibly experienced. I mean, like, Nothing but 21 and 22-year-olds are going to be on the field against Ohio State. Now, I don't know if Notre Dame is going to have the speed in the secondary to match up with Ohio State's receivers, but I do think that Notre Dame up front is going to be really good on the defensive line. Isaiah Foskey is one of the best pass rushers in America. Their linebackers are very experienced. Jack Kaiser is one of the best second-level defenders in America. He's a real athletic linebacker. 
And then Al Golden, I'm hearing really good things about his addition to Notre Dame staff as, as a guy that's going to be really good schematically. He's going to be really good at adjusting. And, and he's really, uh, you know, been a guy that they view as a, as a, as, as a, a, a big hire for their program. When Coach Freeman moved to the corner office, Al Golden has, has been really impressive. And obviously he, you know, has a great resume himself right. on that side of the ball. So um, it'll be, you know, Ohio State, I look at them on offense and I just see so many future NFL players that it's like, how can anyone stop them? Uh, this Notre Dame defense is going to be a veteran defense with a really good coordinator. And so it'll be, you know, we'll see what, if they can present any challenges for Ohio State in week one, being as veteran as they are. Again, Notre Dame's offensive line is going to be good. I really like Notre Dame's running back room with Logan Diggs and Chris Tyree and guys like that. Oh, yeah. They got some playmakers. Lorenzo Styles is is it, you know he's young, so is he going to be a star? He's flashed. Um, I I love his potential. We'll see what happens. You know he's got you know um, they got some guys. Michael Mayer's the, maybe the best tight end in the country, so they got some pieces. But big question mark at quarterback coming into the game, and question mark in the secondary with overall team speed. They added Brandon Joseph, a transfer from Northwestern, who's a ball hawk that's picked off as many passes as anybody coming back in college football, I believe. Uh, um, so he could be a problem. But, uh, I mean, certainly I'm predicting Ohio State to, to win that game. But, you know, Notre Dame can present some challenges for Ohio State when you look at how they're built. Definitely interesting. The young offensive line or guys without a ton of experience up front at the positions they're at is going to be definitely interesting. We appreciate the Fong stopping by. He does not usually give – no whip around has ever lasted 28 minutes, people. This guy gives till it hurts. We appreciate it. Steve, have fun at daycare. Guys, take care, y'all. See you on the front row. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.